Proud to announce our new sponsorship with anothergreatadventure.com, the official travel agency of Annie Up Consulting. Let me tell you all about anothergreatadventure.com. It's your premier site for traveling. They have cruises, luxury travel, food and wine tours, event tickets, and more. Uh, this is the place you want to go. For all my sporting event fans, you want to go to the World Cup? How about this season's Super Bowl, the Masters, the Final Four, World Series, Kentucky Derby, anything you want, anothergreatadventure.com can get you there. You all should check them out, especially now for their Black Friday sales. Call them now, 813-575-8770. Get everything you need as the travel season picks up. So it's time to pack your bags and travel with anothergreatadventure.com. And we're back. Annie Up Consultant presents What's the Line podcast, the NBA edition. The NBA is back. I kind of, you know, I'm meticulous, Mark P. Um, after the All-Star break or the All-Star break in itself last season, I just kind of started to fall back in love with the NBA. Um, you know, it was the 75th anniversary. Remember all the guys came out, Jordan, uh, you know, it was a really big deal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so after that, I was really pr- trying to get sharp NBA. Um, and I also got the help from our guy, Mike Curry. He's with me today. And we're just going to talk kind of NBA headlines. How you doing today, Mike? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, P, man. Thanks for having me as always, man. Uh, this is my time, man. This is why you brought me to Annie up, man. So, yeah, let's get it. Absolutely, man. We're going to do a lot of these going forward, just impromptu. Even if you just got to send me a, a, a clip of, you know, what you're feeling for, uh, how you're feeling about things. Uh-huh. But, I definitely got to do that. Yeah, let's just talk some headlines. NBA, um, I'm going to start with the team in the Midwest. Uh, you know, it doesn't get, you know, I mean, they get recognition, but, you know, they're in a small market. Milwaukee Bucks, 6-0 and right now in this Eastern Conference. Um, only undefeated team left. Um, you know, uh, Giannis is just killing things right now. Um, averaging, what is he averaging right now? 30, 33 points, 33.8 um rebound 11 rebounds per 12 rebounds per game 5.2 assists uh almost two blocks per game 58 percent from the field um they're undefeated right now without chris milton um how you feeling about this this uh bucks team and their you know potential to win it all this year yeah um i think the bucks are a team that can come out of the east um you know when we look at you know last year they played the celtics um, in the second round of the playoffs. And, you know, they came up short, but but Giannis didn't come up short. You know what I'm saying? He was balling out. You know, I felt, you know, if if Milwaukee had Middleton, I felt that they were coming out of the East. And I kind of think, you know, it's a little bit of a revenge tour. But, you know, with Giannis, I've been super duper impressed. He was a guy that I shouted out and I said could potentially win this the league MVP. And I wanted to mention this. Giannis, you know, we're in an age of, you know, low management guys taking nights off, but Giannis he seems to play hard every night. Yep, every single night, and that's and that's something that I that I can really really appreciate. Uh, so, but but overall, I have been impressed uh, with the Bucks. You know, they they they're a team. You know, that has this continuity. Uh, this group has been together for a while under head coach Mike Budenholzer. You know, the core guys. You know, Giannis, uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, of course. You know, Brooke Lopez. Uh, Bobby Porter's guys like that, you know, this team has you know kind of been together for a while, so you know they're. I think they'll always be a threat um, to potentially win it all. But you know, I definitely see this team as possibly coming out of the East. Yeah, they're definitely a threat. I, we got to see them with Middleton again, and um, 
you know, I think if Joe Ingles, you know, stays healthy, I think this team could be, um, you know, I definitely think they could, you know, get that that title again. That'll be two out of the last three years. Um, so that would definitely be impressive as far as like, you know, the, um, you know, the rankings of the greats all time. So and then Milwaukee also five and one against the spread, 83.3 percent. So we like that here. Andy. Yep. all right. Uh, Mike, another thing I want to talk about. Oh, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? I mean, fire their coach, Steve Nash yesterday um you know the Kyrie Irving uh just controversy uh you know um you know there are people in in the front stands Jewish people just you know with you know anti not no have not having anti uh it's just a lot going on man what do you think about this Brooklyn Nets team and how, you know how this is all going to end out yeah um I don't I don't like that Kyrie is becoming a distraction again I really don't like that um but let's talk about the coaching. Um, Steve Nash, it was his time to go. I don't think they should have brought him back this year. Um, I know when Katie had demanded that trade, he said, you know, he wasn't coming back. You know, Steve Nash with the coach. Well, Katie, you got your wish. So let's see what you guys do um, without Steve Nash. And then, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get Ime Udoka, um, which I think is um, I think I think he's good. I mean, I felt like he 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 put a system in place for the Boston Celtics last year. And, you know, they thrive. They seem to thrive. He got he got out of that group where Brad Stevens could not do. And, you know, he empowered the, the two wings, Tatum and Brown, and just really, you know, got everybody to buy in. And I think he can do the same thing with the Brooklyn Nets. I know he was on the, their staff before becoming the head coach of the Celtics. Um, so I do like that move. You know, I think that's an automatic upgrade. I don't know how much of an upgrade – um, but, you know, obviously he did lead the Boston Celtics to an NBA Finals berth. Um, obviously, this Brooklyn Nets team is a team with championship aspirations. You know, just look at the players on their roster. So I, I think it's an upgrade over Steve Nash. Uh, Steve Nash just had me puzzled sometimes. His rotations, his, you know, just, you know, lack thereof, not really putting the system in play, in place. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we'll still see some KD and Kyrie, you know, my turn, your turn stuff. But I can see Ime Udoka putting the system in place, you know, utilizing all their guys and, you know, potentially getting the best out of them. Right. Was this his second or third year as head coach, Steve Nash? I I want to say – I want to say his third. I, this was his third, yes. This okay. was his third. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm looking up some stats right now that um, don't – I mean, don't go in his favor. Um, so I guess he started after the pandemic, but – Steve Nash as a head coach at home, 35, 56 and one against the spread. Um, so that, that's awful. 38.5%. So um, you, you would have been making money if you were fading them in uh, those situations. All right, uh, Mike, a couple more headlines I want to talk about. Hold on real quick, real yeah. quick before we get off the nets. In fairness to Steve Nash, the Nets had a lot going on. They had a lot going on, you know, uh, getting James Harden. And when they did get Harden, you know, he couldn't get Harden, Kyrie, and KD on the court. The Kyrie vaccination thing. In fairness, you know, you know, with everything I just said about him, he he had, that was a lot. That, that that's a lot for any coach. And you know, even though I don't think he's the right guy for the job, but and you know, not as qualified as you know some other candidates out there. But that that's a lot to deal with, you know. It's just a disaster. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I mean, I just think that he's not he wasn't the guy for the job. Like you gotta you gotta have like a stern, you know what I mean, like guy that can lead men. You, you just 
he just didn't seem to have it. But um, yeah, you could profit if you were fading them the last few years. Um, all right, uh, let's talk about the champs, Golden State. I mean, what do you think about them overall right now? Um, you know, how do you feel? What about their chances repeating? So with their recent struggles, I'm not surprised at all. You know, when you know you get to the NBA Finals, you know what it was a six out of the last eight years. Right. You know, obviously you're just trying to get through the regular season, which is such a grind and such a you know a long haul. And you know they just they right now they're just going through the motions, kind of. That's the type of thing that's going on. You know, they just want to get back to you know the playoffs and you know get back to you know going deep in the playoffs and, and that's that's what they want to do. I do think they have a good chance of repeating. Um, we just look at the talent on their roster, but as of right now, you know, they just look, you know, kind of disinterested. Um, they will hit their stride at some point, you know, right now they're just, you know, going through the motions, like I said, and, you know, they have a target on their back. You know, teams are going to get up to play them. You know, you know, they just lost to the Hornets. They just lost to the Detroit Pistons outright both times. So teams are going to get up to play the Warriors. Are the Warriors going to get up to play the Pistons and the Hornets? No. So I think I think they'll be just fine, but uh, their early struggles, you know, to an extent, don't really surprise me. All right, who's your uh, most disappointing team so far this, this season? Uh, <laughs> I gotta go with probably my Lakers, um, but I'm not really surprised. I guess you can just say from the standpoint of, you know, the the, the players on that roster. And, you know, obviously the names on that roster, um, starting off one and five, just not really a good look. Um, a guy I'm disappointed in and I'm kind of confused about, though, is uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he's he's not he's going to miss this upcoming road trip. I I don't I don't know if he wants to only play when he's 100 percent healthy or is he like actually still hurt? We know he missed all of last year, but, you know, you, you get paid to play and. He hasn't been doing much playing lately, but yeah, those would be my two disappointments. Obviously, the two teams, the two teams I just mentioned in LA. But I think the Lakers, I think the Lakers can get it together, but I don't know to what extent they'll get it together. But I mean, still super duper early. Yeah, definitely still super duper early. I think for me, it's probably Philly. I mean, they don't seem to really have an identity um right now. Um, so I don't know if they're the most disappointing, but definitely the Kawhi is just. It's, I just hate. It. I mean, I just I love to watch him play, and it's just like, I mean, I, I, I would assume that he's really hurt. I mean, it's just like, if he, if he doesn't feel like he's healthy enough to play and run up and down the court, um, you know, it's challenging. But it's the clip, Clippers shit, right? Yeah, definitely Clippers. You you know how I feel about the Clippers. I'm a Lakers fan, so I I, I can't stand those guys. But yeah, man, I hope Kawhi gets right, man, because I'm I'm a fan of his. Even though he's on the Clippers, I'm a fan of his, man. You know. Got nothing but respect for what he did, you know, when he was on the Raptors for that one season. Uh, I just want to see him play. That's all. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, most maybe most surprising teams. Are we? You thinking maybe the Jazz Trailblazers, perhaps? Um, I would say the Jazz because I'm not that surprised at what the Trailblazers have done. You know, you get Dame, and I like you know some of the other pieces on that roster. You know, your Jeremy Grants, uh, Anthony Simons came on late last year. He was balling. Uh, I think Chauncey Billups is solid as a coach. I'm not super surprised. I mean, it, I am somewhat surprised. You know, they're in a five and one right now, but um, out of the Jazz, I thought they would be terrible. And you know, they may still fall off the rails later on. But uh, six and two, yeah, you, you couldn't pay me to believe that. 
you know, I thought at best they would be two and six at this point of the year. But, you know, super early. But, uh, I mean, they got some players, man. You know, they got this. They still got professionals on that team. You know, Jordan Clarkson is my guy. Um, you know, Larry Markinen, uh, Colin Sexton, uh, who's been bouncing back. I know he was hurt last year. Um, you know, Kelly O'Lennon, Malik Beasley. They got, you know, they got players on the roster. They got NBA guys on that team. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have been surprised, though. I definitely agree. Um, and then I guess before we get out of here, a couple of players I just wanted to touch on uh, or talk about. Um, so Russell Westbrook, I know we talked about your Lakers a little bit, but I mean, coming off the bench, I guess it's, how many games? It's been a couple games so far. What do you two think games. about the, yeah, two games? What do you think about the role for him? Uh, I like it. And, you know, I thought um, Frank Vogel, um, who's obviously not the coach anymore, I thought, you know, he should have, you know, elected to do that at some point last year because, you know, Russell Westbrook is a guy that needs the ball in his hands, you know, to, to, you know, to do what he does best. And I just felt like that's kind of like a perfect thing, you know, for him to come off the bench and lead the second unit. Um, he can, you know, have the ball in his hands the most, control the pace, um, you know, and, and do what Russell Westbrook does best. Um, so I do like that role. It's just about him. Can he continue to be a star in that role? No, he had 18, 8, and 8 off the bench in the win against the Nuggets. Um, but I do like that role for him, you know, just because that's what this team needs. You know, obviously, Russell Westbrook can be a starting caliber player on, you know, a bevy of teams, but that's what this particular team needs. So, you know, to make things work, he has to do that. Yeah, I mean, I like it in this role as well. Um, you know, that is, that's exactly what they need. I don't think they're like a good team, you know, with or without Russell Westbrook. Um, but if you put him in this role, um, you know, be able to run with that second unit. Um, last game, he was efficient, 6 of 12, 2 of 4 from 3. And that 18, 8 and 8 performance still got 31 minutes. It's really just about using your talent the best that you can. So, um, you know, I definitely like that as well. But, yeah, he's got, he's averaging 18 over the last two games off the bench. Um, one efficient game, one game, 6 of 17. But, um, yeah, I just want to talk about him. And then last guy, Apollo. My guy, hey, number one overall man. pick. What you that's think my guy too, about? right there, no man. Doubt it is your guy. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy, man. Uh, obviously a Duke guy. Uh, go Blue Devils. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but uh, Paulo's the real deal. And I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't know he was this good. Like, cause you know when you play at Duke, you kind of, you kind of hiding, you know, some of your game and what you can truly do. But he's also a Seattle Hooper. And if you know, you know about Seattle Hoopers. I'm about to name a couple. You know, Jamal Crawford, um, Nate Robinson, Brandon Roy, DeJounte Murray. Those, It's like a different – Zach Levine. That's like a different style of hoop out T. there. T-Ross. T-Ross as well. Like, you know, that's a different swag out there, man. So, uh, he, he's one of those dudes, man. Shout out to Paulo, man. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward uh, to seeing him grow and blossom. And this Magic team, this is his team already. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Paulo. I know you're a big Magic fan, P. So, now what you've been thinking about, what you've seen from him? Yeah, I've been a Magic fan a very long time. Um, we usually have great big men, you know, that come or, or whatever like that. But, um, I mean, this is the first time and since probably 2010 where I've just been, like, watching Magic games and want to see, you know, Paulo, see what he does. He's averaging over 22 points per game, um, you know, over seven rebounds as well, seven and a half. Um, but yeah, he's definitely impressive. Um, you know, he's you know, I, I just want to see how like he continues to grow, how he's gonna look in year two. Um, but he has that leader quality as well. 
610. It's just really like I'm just so happy as a Magic fan that we got one. But, um, you know, hopefully we can get the talent to surround him. I want to see Fultz get back. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk Orlando Magic this year, people. I'm sorry. It's, it's been it's been a long time. But all right, let's uh, let's let's bring in Rome. And now let's talk some uh, bets for tonight. Um, so I got Rome with me, you know, the people's champ um, as we dig into these lines in and out daily. But uh, Rome, I want to start off with some futures right now. Um, so let me look at some future plays. Uh, we could, I guess we can start off with MVP right now. I'm seeing Luka Doncic the favorite right now, plus 275. Uh, my guy Giannis, plus 350. And then it pretty much falls off. Jason Tatum, plus 750. John Moran, plus 800. Steph Curry, plus 1400. I think there's some value there, but um, uh, what would you? I mean, I know you're not like probably crazy on the futures, Rome, but um, what you see so far? How how you feeling about these odds? Yeah, personally, um, I think the time to play the futures was prior to the season starting, just because you know a lot of these starts, these these lines are just going to fluctuate with uh with headlines, right? So last year we saw Demar Derozan kind of make a push somewhere towards the middle of the season. But I think we all kind of felt, you know, Gerard Rosen was not going to win MVP, and he didn't. So those type of things, those type of players, those type of instances where you could have caught value, but you can't now, but you still think it's the right person. I don't like gambling with those those uh, situations just because, you know, I mean, it goes back to anything. I just don't like touching the, a game aside, any odds, when I know I could have got better odds on it. So, um I know you mentioned Doncic uh, is the uh, favorite right now. Not sure what that's at, but I think, uh, you know, if you want to play it, the time to play it now, not after you see him go off for 50 points or something like that. So I think you just kind of, this is one of those things where you got to handicap what you've got and you feel in your eyes, uh, which I usually don't with pro basketball. So I just don't have the best feel on these. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so if you, if you had to pick though, I guess, uh, Luca was plus 275, Giannis plus 350, uh, Jason Tatum plus 750. Um, Curry plus fourteen hundred. I mean, who would you pick? That's. I probably go with Giannis, um, just because we're not sure what's going on in Boston this year. We're not sure how good they're going to be. Obviously, with the news of them, you know, now needing to find a new long-term uh, solution for their head coach. Um, you know, not sure where that locker room is right now, and you know, we also have Giannis, who's who's going to be a perennial MVP candidate every year. Um, with an established front office and franchise and a winning team, I think that would be the best bet. Obviously, Luca is the favorite, um, but I'm not sure how good the Mavs are going to be this year. So you throw that in with you know how that might impact his odds. Uh, not rushing to the counter play Luca, especially now he's down at 275. So um, it, it would be honest for me, just because of the value in the situation. Yeah, same here. At the beginning of this pod, I kind of like just wrapped, uh, you know, kind of talked about the overall NBA. Uh, but yeah, Giannis is. I mean, he's killing it right now. Um, averaging over what is this points per game right now? Um, well, first of all, they're undefeated. The uh, the Bucks are currently, but um, his points per game thirty three point eight. Um, you know he's shooting fifty eight percent from the field, almost fifty nine. Um, so I, I would probably go with Giannis right now too. But like you said earlier, um, you know you probably wanted to get this before this season, um, and I think you can still catch value late in the season as well when it kind of it kind of comes to like a two or three man race. Uh, but yeah, right now I probably would not bet it, but Giannis right now is killing it. So shout out to him. Um, all right. Uh, a couple more futures, Rome, and then uh, we'll get into what your play is today. Um, right now we got NBA coach of the year. Um, we know 
uh, things are happening right now with uh, teams. Some some guys are getting fired. Um, but yeah, what do you, uh, NBA Coach of the Year? Just off the top of your head, before any odds, um, what do you think? Of, like who who's kind of like making shit happen? I would say Utah, right? Who's Utah's coach? Yeah, I would say Utah. Um, is Thibodeau still in New York? Um, I think Knicks. Obviously, with Brunson, they'll be a better a better product on the court this year. And you got the big market aspect, and then you got the Knicks. So I think that's a good candidate. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I really wouldn't have much outside the, outside the Knicks, maybe. And like I said, it kind of goes back to situation ship. It's situation. Oh, not situation ship, but the situation that the that the organization is in, right? So the Knicks, obviously, not been good historically recently. So if they have a great year this year, that push, you know, that would kind of highlight that coach. So I'm looking for for organizations like that, not necessarily, you know, the Steve Kerr's or the Popovich's. Obviously, the Spurs won't be good this year, but not looking for those uh, established coaches. More so, looking for that that dark horse coach, this coach of the year thing, because it usually does go to a coach. Uh, that coaches a team that, that we didn't kind of see coming. So that Jazz, I think that's a good option. Um, and like I said, just the Knicks out of the East, just because I think the East has so much, uh, you know, volatility to it. Yeah, and looks like the Jazz coach is Will Hardy. This is about four or five days ago, but he's plus 2,500. Uh, we know they got an impressive win two nights ago against Memphis. Shout out to you, Rome. I was on the wrong side of that. Um, Excuse me. Am I allowed to crash this pod? Hey, yeah, Mike Curry. Uh, I did. Can I chime in right here? Yeah, yeah. Talk to us, Coach of the Year. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, um, the Trailblazers have gotten off to uh, somewhat of a hot start. Uh, I think Chauncey Billups uh, is a name you could throw out there. It kind of fits, you know, the mode of what Rome was talking about. Um, also, uh, JB Bickerstaff, coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I think the Cavs are going to be a good team this year. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, I would say those two guys for sure. Yeah, both at plus 1,400 right now when I'm looking at. So I think that's definitely good value, especially with Bickerstaff. Um, you know, they got a lot a lot of good players there in Cleveland. So I, I think that's good value. Plus four, I, I would back that, J.B. Bickerstaff, plus 14. I might throw some on that. Um, all right. So, oh, MVP odds. Mike, uh, you got anything? Who, who would you grab for MVP right now? I did uh, join on the tail end. I don't know what the odds uh, about Giannis were, but – uh, Giannis was a guy that I talked about on the spaces when it was me, you, and Miles. Um, so I do agree with uh, Giannis. You know, they're winning. Uh, their second best player, Chris Middleton, still isn't back yet. And, you know, they're still they're undefeated. And, you know, the Bucks are just one of those teams. Like, they, they have all that continuity. And I feel like Giannis is just a team that, you know, I mean, a player that the media loves. And, you know, he's a fan favorite. I mean, you know, for, you know, obvious reasons. But, you know, you can't go wrong, you know, with him as your MVP, you know, when they're consistently, you know, winning as, as much as they do. So he'll always be in the mix. Uh, so as of right now, I would have to say him. Yep. And right now, Giannis, I've seen plus 350. So, uh, yeah, that's my guy. All right. Um, well, the last one I was getting to is Roy. I mean, we know Paulo, P's guy. I got into him early on this pod. But, um, uh, you know, I think, I mean, I don't know if there's – no value with him, but um, looking at this, we probably don't even need to get into. Oh, Shane and Sharp plus four thousand. Um, you know, I think that's sneaky. If anything happens to anybody, where's where's Benedict Matherin? I did shout him out on that spaces that I alluded to. Um, where is he at? I'm sure his odds have uh decreased. Yeah, right now I'm seeing him second at plus four hundred. He's right behind Paulo. 
Okay, yeah, I think that hey, that number definitely moved. I'm not sure where it was at, at the beginning of the year, but yeah, that definitely moved. But yeah, he's been balling. All right, that's some good shit. All right, so let's get into some plays today. It's Wednesday, November second. Um, Rome, you, uh, you anything you're looking at in particular to play on this uh, Wednesday evening? Yeah, so some of the games, well, I guess the way that me and Mike usually kind of start handicapping these, these larger NBA or uh, pro basketball slates, kind of looking for those funny lines. Um, I think tomorrow, the only funny line that I see as of right now, or today, uh, Wednesday, November 2nd, uh, it's, it's probably going to be this, this Cavs-Celtics line. I know Mike has said uh, the Cavs have been surging. Um but but we look at this line. It's sitting at a one right now. Um, mind you, not all of the lines are out. Um, so so you got a four and two team in the Celtics at the five and one Cavs, um, and the Cavs currently are catching one and a half points at home. Uh, I think that's a pretty good indication uh, early on as to who I would play. It'd probably be leaning Celtics here. Um, Cavs on a five-game winning streak. Celtics won three out of five. And then you also got the turmoil around the franchise in Boston. You know, all the narratives that kind of point to Boston not being able to, you know, show up and lock in. I kind of like here in this spot, um, throwing the fact that both teams are off the same amount of rest. Um, so I think that's a good spot there for the uh, for the Celtics to get a win on the road uh, in Cleveland this evening. Yeah, uh, I actually like that, Rome. Um, these two teams just met. A couple of days ago and the line was six and a half um the celtics i feel like you know this game this is a game they kind of pissed away um they had the largest league was 15 and you know donovan mitchell and karis lavert went bonkers they both scored 41 and now we're seeing you know line movement and i see you said one i see one and a half out there uh, yeah, I definitely lean with the Celtics in this spot. You know, revenge game. You know me always like a revenge narrative, you know. And like I said, they 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 probably feel like they gave that game away. Game ended up going into overtime and lost outright by nine. So, yeah, I, I lean with the Celtics there as well. All right. Um, any other plays from you guys, um, you know, before we wrap this up uh, on Wednesday, November the 2nd? Um, yeah, I would just throw out there uh, a lot of these scheduling for this pro basketball season seems to be having repeating opponents. Um, you know, I'd just be very cautious of backing the same side twice, um, specifically when these teams have played days apart. You know, and then I also kind of warrant on the other side of caution uh, as to just fading teams that you've seen lose and playing that revenge factor. I think there's a balance between figuring out where the line is and if that makes sense and uh the side on that so that's kind of you know how i've approached it but but just you know words to the wise if, if you're handicapping a game and you see these two teams have played you know maybe within the past week or so and there's other games on the board don't stress yourself out trying to figure that out you know just leave it alone and and then maybe watch and see what the result is and then kind of go from there and use that as a data point yeah uh i have no other plays um, but I will say, keep an eye open for some Trey Young props. Uh, he's returning to MSG. We all know about that crazy series a couple of years ago um, where the Knicks fans were going crazy and the F Trey Young chance. And, uh, you know, he's responded each time he played against the Knicks ever since then. So uh, I will keep an eye open for some Trey Young props. 
And all right, let's get out of here. Um, NBA is happening. It's going to be here until, you know, June. So we want to stay on it. We want to stay sharp. And this is how we're going to do it. So um, appreciate you guys. Let's do it again.